calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Iron Giant 1957, Bella Sims, Gareth McMahon, and Christopher Grimsley. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains existential dread, implied body horror, squelching sound effects, terror, loud noises, and depictions of anxiety and a panic attack. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. be content to speak as through a mirror darkly as you linger amongst the leavings of my handiwork. I've simply removed them from the troubles of this false and failing world to a place where all may find peace, where death and the ravages of time are no more, where all things are made and remade. <laughs> For I am the firstborn of many brothers, and I build paradise brick by brick, wall by wall, my soul, so that you may join me here, that all the worlds may join me here, when the time comes for the old heaven and the old earth to pass away. For behold, I am coming. What shall I do, Prophet?
Sam Bailey, Personal Investigation. February 2nd, 2020 at 11.12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Couldn't sleep. It's been a long day, and, and I just... Stakes are about as high as they could possibly be. Oslo is gone. Morrison is in the wind with the promise of... of return. Cherry. He's our best indicator of what must be happening to people outside the city who had memories of Oslo at one point. Without intervention, they just... forget... I talked with Kate some more, and we're going to play the recording of Bill and Rob for him tomorrow. We want him to be fully rested before we try again. We're hoping that a primary source will at least jog his memories a little bit. Or maybe it'll give him new memories. Maybe he can at least trust us when we say something bad is happening here. As for Maria's hit about the manuscript, it Sounds like there's a chance she's actually getting somewhere with that. If anyone can crack it, I think it's Maria, and she's on the right track. I've also been thinking about where this all started. Listening to Anna talk about the void of space. That no matter where you are at night... You could look up at the sky and feel as though you could fall right into it. Now that Oslo's fallen away, I have to wonder. Will I fall after it? Will I... Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank 
God, there's all this moonlight, or I'd have to turn on my headlights and make myself way more obvious. Oh, that's one thing you can count on in the High Sierra. Clear night skies and empty highways. Although I honestly don't know if Ned somehow didn't notice the only other car on the highway following him, or if he knows I'm here and is just choosing to ignore me. Honestly, I wouldn't be too surprised by the latter. There's only one thing I know of down this road. It's those damn tunnels. What the hell is he up to? Ah! Jerry's car. I, I know you're down here. You better not be up to anything stupid, Laurel. My trust is wearing about as thin as it can. weren't you? Weren't you? Lay off, Bailey. No, Ned, I won't. Weren't you the one telling me that if you made it back across the Vale, you'd be toast? I'm getting desperate, Sam. Listen, I... I don't want to lecture you, but... Come on, Ned. You know you can't go in there like this. The, the moment you do, you'll fall into a vortex you can't escape and we can't afford to lose you like that. You need calm, control, and, and I don't think that's something you can find down here. Why down here, anyway? I, uh, 
thought maybe it'd be easier down here. It was always a thin place, even before Morrison. And I was looking for any sign of how Morrison did it, what really happened. Which part? The transformation, the disappearance. But I suppose this place wouldn't be here anymore if this is where you pulled the city under. Must have had a different central location. No CPD, maybe? Could be. It's centrally located. And a physical manifestation of Morrison's ego, if there ever was one. <laughs> Got that right. You know what, Bailey? For all our differences, we sure do hate that guy the same. Oh, you have no idea. Well, now that we're here... What? Seems as good a place as any to tell a ghost story, doesn't it? You want to know what I saw in detail? Well, you don't have the tape of what happened, so... Have it your way. But I swear to God, if any weird shit starts happening down here... Let's just say I'm not confident these walls are just concrete and steel anymore. I, uh... I was wondering about that myself. I think we can handle ourselves, though. We already survived one underground trap, didn't we? <laughs> I was reluctant to come back down here before Spangler dragged me along. Didn't have a clear reason. I've been in Oslo for months. At first, I kept expecting that any day I'd see that old asshole finally crawl out of his den, get some medical attention, and show up at OCPD like nothing ever happened. But when that didn't happen, well, part of me thought, great, this is exactly what I was waiting for. I can take his place and ride out, say, 10 to 15 years before I get too bored. But you know I don't sleep, not really. But I kept having these flashes of waking nightmares. I remember the glimpse I got of Morrison after everything went to shit. It wasn't clear. He ran straight down these tunnels into the dark when I called after him, but there was a more of an energetic presence. I kept staring, trying to see if I could spot it. Something froze me to my core. Nothing changed. At least not that I could see, but something... Something made me think I'd just locked eyes with him. Guess I'll never know for sure if I did. Then, of course, I heard him run. And for all my years of experience, I suppose I can be just as susceptible to the odd bit of wishful thinking. What I wanted to be true was that a crazy, evil, wounded old man was just going to find a dark place to die. I just didn't expect for him to rise. What did you see when you did come back down here? <clears throat> like I said, I didn't want to come back down here. I wanted things to be easy, but Morrison, he had his own masters. And one of them was very insistent that I lead him here. The same feeling of being watched got stronger the closer we came. That was my only warning, but it couldn't have been any clearer. 
I knew before I was ready to admit it that I'd made a mistake, a deadly one. Morrison looked starved, like, like if a starving man didn't need his body to live. He looked like a nightmare, like something from beyond taking up residence in him. But when he spoke, it was all Morrison. All of his worst moments, all of his power, ego, and hatred. It was all him. The way he told it, that is exactly what happened. He was asked a question. What would you do to save yourself? Yeah. He said it was his own voice that asked him. A version of himself with power. And he made it whatever promises he needed to save his own hide. God. When you mentioned that Morrison was like you and me, I guess I just didn't want to believe it. Yeah. But, but how... How could he have taken in all of that power? Well, that's why I came down here. What happened before he told you to run? He opened a rift to the other side. Easy as an old screen door. He tossed his boss inside. And then he looked at me, and... I suppose that's the second scariest pair of eyes I've ever looked into. They shone with something I couldn't see or understand, but I knew what it meant. Morrison could have ended me there, but for some reason he let me live. And by ended you, you mean thrown you into the source unprepared? Like you almost did yourself? You're right. I'm honestly not all that confident I could survive in the source without being unmade. I made it out once, but... Anyway, if I had someone with me, someone to help me stabilize... This again? Help me save Bill and Rob, Bailey. Ned, you just said it yourself. We have bigger problems right now. There are more problems than we have time to fix them. If saving Bill and Rob is a priority for you, you need to get them yourself. And why isn't it a priority for you? I already told you I can't risk the world for them. We'll just lose them twice. What use is the world without them? I... Where are we? Shit. The tunnel shifted. Sure shifted. The way back. Where is it? See the shape of the walls? Flatter. Smaller. How do... We don't have time for questions, Bailey. God damn it. Which is the way out? Uh, Ned. Ned, no, wait. I, I have a bad feeling. Come back this way. Hello, boys. Amanita. Now, now. No need to worry, Sam. I did promise that no harm would come to you. I... I remember. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> Y'all got yourselves caught in a pickle, didn't you? Not to worry. I'll help you get out of here. You're lucky I found you when I did. These tunnels have started to become 
hungrier of late. Hello. Howdy, Ned. Listen, Amanita, about a... Helping Morrison torture me? Think nothing of it. But you do owe me some respect. After everything you put me through, I still showed up down here looking to save your ass. Although, you are lucky you're with him. I'm uh, not sure I owe you anything in particular. Not unless the prophet can grow in tar. He cannot. Well then. But I suppose I can thank you for one very important thing. And what's that? Without you and Morrison, I never would have ascended the way I have. The things I am capable of now are pretty remarkable. So I've heard. <laughs> Guys, can we just... Amanita, how did... How did you find us? Why are you and also in the first place? Oh, Sam Bailey. You'll owe me double if I'm both coming to your rescue and telling you my secrets. But I suppose we are both colleagues against the dark, so a small payment between friends shouldn't be a problem, should it? Against the dark? You mean... Yes, I mean Morrison, honey. Who else? Of course. Fine. Ned? I... I saw Morrison's transformation into... whatever he is now. Maybe a day or so before Oslo disappeared. So, I came back here to see if the tunnels would reveal anything. But so far, this chatterbox hasn't given me a chance. So, why are you down here? Follow me. I'll tell you on the way up. Stay close. These paths can shift if you don't pay attention. They only stay one particular way if you keep your focus. Good thing you brought that flashlight, Bailey. Oh, I've got my own light, should I need it. Bioluminescence. It's a neat trick. The paths up are never the same way every time. But my kind, we always know which way is up. So... An event happened here. Not Morrison's transformation. Something earlier. Some time before, an imbalance formed here. Something deep. It is a mystery that's beyond me. It's something that's yet to be solved. Anna... Anna Sheridan disappeared from these tunnels a year and a half ago. Is... Is that what you're talking about? That's almost right. But not quite. I don't believe a person named Anna Sheridan really disappeared. Don't you have to be lost to disappear? What do you mean by that? 
Whatever it is that unbalanced things, it was here, but it wasn't now. Why do you suddenly care about whatever happened down here? Don't you have a kingdom to run? My kingdom. My kingdom. If time is broken, my kingdom cannot grow. If time is unraveled, we are lost. We can survive on scraps, in cold, in heat. Travel distances mortals never could and withstand forces unfathomable to our old human minds. But if we don't have the time to do it in... Uh, Amanita? Amanita, how close are we? We gotta keep a focus on the tunnels, Bailey. Amanita, how do we get out? You're, you're on your own. I'm sorry. I can't. The rhythm of time is broken and I can't. I, I can't. Come on, help us. You're close. Hurry. Where? Hurry! Come on, Ned. We're going the same damn speed. The Chardon Tapes, Episode 81, Visions of the World Unseen. Starring Alejandro Sejudo as Amanita, Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, and Ezra J. Wayne as Ned the Rowe, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit theshardontapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Chardon Tapes and on Instagram at The Chardon Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to... The Sheraton Tapes. minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. 
the team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.